Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We're here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we're going to talk about helping young people understand a theology of life. We are talking about our next study in the series, highlighting 40 end goals in the year after the gathering. And this study in particular helps young people to think about life issues as more than just sort of hot button cultural issues. It helps dive into life issues in a, in a holistic way, which I, I love. I'm super excited about. Uh, we know that God has a lot to say in his word about who he has created us to be and how as children, we are called to protect life in every way that we can. And certainly we know that young people are thinking critically about life issues and are hearing many messages from our culture around them. Our 2022 youth poll at the gathering showed that abortion and suicide both were in the top five issues that concern youth about their life and the world. And while we want youth ministries to be talking about important topics, it's also important that we give them a foundational theology of life so they can navigate these topics with resiliency. So today, joining us to talk about uh, a theology of life is Deaconess Emma Hines, who lives in St. Louis and is married to seminarian Ben Hines. She served as a deaconess intern in the Office of National Mission uh, and currently serves as the Registrar for Higher Things and in her spare time likes to read and write. And also Deaconess Dr. Tiffany Maynor, who serves as Director of the Luther Church Missouri Synod's Life Ministry. After her first career in marketing, she received an MA from Concordia Theological Seminary and earned a doctor at Bethlehem. University. She's married to Reverend Jonathan Maynard, and they have five children and two grandchildren. One's real fresh. Oh, yeah, just weeks old. <laughs> so cutie, so tidy. Yeah, that's sweet. awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. We got to hear about you briefly in the intro, but tell us something about your vocations, your roles in ministry, and other things that bring you joy. Yeah, so I um, love kids. I specifically love high schoolers and middle schoolers because they're all kind of awkward and trying to figure out what they're doing with their life. And I, as a 23 year old, relate to that greatly. Yeah. I'm out of college. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but I, I love kids. I love teaching them about Christ. I love just watching them explore the world. Um, so any chance I get to be around them, play with them, teach them, I'm all for. I love to play. So just any kind of fun thing we can do, I am down for. I love it. Well, we were thankful that you loved it so much that one of those jobs as an intern in the Office of National Mission was to work in the registration office for the youth gathering this last year. So we were thankful that you're willing to take on those fun activities yes, as well to yeah. help young people and their adult leaders. Yeah. How about you, Tiffany? Oh, well, Emma brings me joy and, and all of you. I mean, no, working with, with Emma was great. She has such energy. and um, Yeah, and, and so like Emma, I love young people too. I served in, a, in the parish um, in a congregational setting as a youth director. And that actually was what um, led to my becoming a professional church worker, you know, being with youth. And so, um, yeah, the middle schoolers and high schoolers are kind of my jam. Um, yeah, I just commented on my little grandson, but the, the smaller they are, they're a little bit more scary. In fact, you know, preschoolers in large groups are terrifying to me. So I would, I would much prefer to hang out, you know, with a, a middle school youth group, high school youth group, um, even though I, I love kids of all ages. So, so yeah, my, my family brings me joy. We love to spend time together playing games and, and cards. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a 
great to um, be with people we love and particularly, uh, you know, now where we cherish the time together more because we had these times of distancing. Mm-hmm, um, that's mm-hmm. a particular yeah. joy. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things we love to hear from guests um, is about their junior and senior high school years. Uh, can you share a time uh, how Jesus used a key moment or moments or people to help or bring you closer to him in the church? So I had a pretty rough uh, junior and high, uh, senior high school years just because a lot of stuff happened and I was not emotionally prepared to deal with any of it but I was very blessed to receive very strong catechesis during my confirmation years and I really held on to that as stuff got tough Mm -hmm. and um, just like finding such substance there was really helpful to me especially as a lot of my friends started expressing very different Mm -hmm. and outright wrong ideas about the world and how to deal with that. And so pretty early on, I had to nail down, this is what I think, Mm -hmm. and this is what I believe, and this is why. And that kind of led into, I want to be for middle schoolers and high schoolers what Mm -hmm. I wish I had Mm -hmm. when I was Mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, very thankful for faithful pastors and faithful church family that just comes alongside you, builds you up, brings you up, and constantly reminds you to return to Christ and the gifts that he has for you. So Awesome. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel the same as, you know, wanting you know, to to be for young people that was um, I received um, from others. Now, I don't have uh, an upbringing in the church. So when I was a a, junior and senior years and in high school and in those high school years, I I was not living a a life of faith. I had been baptized as a preschooler. Mm -hmm. I actually remember my baptism day, Mm -hmm. but my family didn't go to church and I didn't have anyone taking me off to worship services and things. And I think it was my junior year, maybe in the fall, a friend invited me to a retreat at church. And I was like, oh, well, you know, now they're high schoolers. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, wow, it was a really impactful experience because it, it um, brought me into a setting where there was Bible study and and worship. And, and I was like, wow, this is this is really um, meaningful. Um, it, it, you know, answers to some of the life's big questions. And um, it, it, it really uh, awakened in me a, a real thirst for God's word, um, and I. By the time I, I could, you know, then drive, I started, mm-hmm. you know, taking myself off to church wow. um, with friends. Um, started attending weekly worship services, and then um, in time, when I went off to college, um, I started attending an LCMS campus ministry, mm-hmm. and that was um, where I really encountered this beautiful um, truth of the gospel, um, and you know that being invited by a friend to go to a retreat and then going to some youth group things at various you know churches where my friends were in high school is what really led me to a, a full life in um, the faith and in church. So um, it's you know, the small things we do, like inviting a friend to go somewhere mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. a church event can make um, a, a lifetime and eternal difference to someone. Um, so that was um, a pretty key moment for me. Even at the time, it just felt like, oh, something to do on yeah. a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I had something in store. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. That's great. Well, Emma, you wrote a study for Youth eSource looking at a theology of life. I'm thinking maybe when you're writing that, you were thinking about those 15, 16, 17-year-olds, thinking about what you would have said to young Emma on these topics. Uh, why is it important to discuss life issues 
and theology of life with our teens today? They are about to go out into the world. For many of them, that means going away to college. Mm -hmm. And if we are expecting them to kind of carry on this faith, this tradition, we need to give them something of substance. Mm -hmm. We need to equip them to be like, to speak intelligently and confidently about what they believe. They're also, if they're not 18, they're close to it, they're gonna be able to vote. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. again, like, God works in both realms and mm-hmm. we are called to fulfill our vocation in whatever is presented to us. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes life issues mm-hmm. do become very mm-hmm. political. And so it's important to prepare these young people to interact with ideas different than their own, but to know what God says and why that matters, why that's important. So it it really to me feels like with all the preparing that they do before they go off to college, theology should also be on that list. And Mm -hmm. theology of life is just one aspect Mm -hmm. of that, but it's important, it's necessary. Yeah, and I'll just add on, I mean, there's so many messages in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like like there's just a a lot coming at um, people of all ages, but you know, young people in particular, you know, this, uh, a, a world kind of being lived out in contrary to, to God's design for life, you know, family, marriage. And um, we can't make assumptions about what people know and what they, mm-hmm. they don't know, whether they've been brought up in the church, whether they're they're new to coming to church. And, um, you, you know, teens are, are trying to, to figure out things for themselves, not just right. like, oh, my parents have always said right. this, my pastor's always said this, so therefore this is what I believe. But instead they're, you know, kind of grappling and wrestling with, you know, what they're hearing in the world around them. Um, and so this, these discussions and, and having lots of adults in their lives to have these discussions about a variety of, of, of issues and, and theological theological concepts, interpreting everything through um, the eyes of faith and what God's word says, you know, really, really important. Yeah, and I, it, Emma, when we were first talking about the study, I really was was thinking much more in line with like, hey, we wanna be talking about um, abortion and euthanasia, these like uh, topics that we're hearing about in culture. And, and I really appreciated your feedback to me and what ended up being in the study, which is, yeah, but we gotta first start with a big, broader understanding of, of what God said in his word about life on the whole <laughs> before we uh, before we jump into that. So why is it important, I think maybe for somebody who's thinking about this study and is looking at the sessions, not to just to skip ahead to maybe some of the, the more um, hot button issues, but why is it important to talk about life, not just in relationship to those things, but in, in a, a wide stance? Yeah, so like you said, uh, we kind of wanted to start with, let's build from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure we are all on the same page. Um, A lot of confusion and a lot of unnecessary frustration can arise when discussing more sensitive life issue topics when you have not really agreed on Mm -hmm. what are we saying here. Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned a lot, like you can't assume that any one youth has been in church their whole life. So starting with, this basis of what does God say in scripture about what life is and what it's for and what are we supposed to do about it? Starting with what he tells us with what he's revealed. Um, And the idea that like life is life ministry, but life in general is more than abortion and euthanasia. Like Mm -hmm. life is Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And especially for young people, there's all these questions about 
mental illness, sexuality, mm-hmm. like how am I gonna be in the world? How am I gonna go about doing this? What do I think? So being able to start with at the base ground, like this is where we're starting. If I can get this, I can go into the rest of this with a bit more of a head on my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what we what we confess, what we believe about life is all formed based on the value that God gives to each and every human life. So like right starting at the very beginning and then throughout life. And and if we you know, fast forward to the hot button issues in our society today, which are very important mm-hmm. to talk about and, and to, um, as I was saying a minute ago, wrestle with and and um, interpret in, in, in light of, of what God says in, in his word. Um, you know, it's important to do that. But if, if we fast forward past some of this, you know, really core understanding of, of what God has created people to be and how we live life with, with one another, um, that that's where confusion can mm-hmm. result. And, and that, Again, we've we've got a whole society who's abandoned this this basic understanding of of God's creation, His authoring of life, and the the value that He gives to every single individual, whether they can um, have a whole range of abilities or or um, have very limited abilities in, in life. So, um, you know that that's just a foundation mm-hmm. um, that that's being built upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate looking through the study that it provided foundational pieces and filters to think through a wide variety of topics that are going to be, you know, something that we'd traditionally say life related, but just then life in general. Um, (laughs) And I appreciate too how it gives us words to communicate to people who maybe don't have that foundation, but yet that we love and want to express God's love that it gets to some of those baseline stuff. So there can be those areas that's very simple for us to have agreement on um, just from living but then also to take another step into living in faith mm-hmm. and what God's word says. And so I really appreciate how the study does that to give that foundation. And I really appreciate that you tackle a topic that was one that we, as we did even the thematics for the youth gathering was one that we said, we got to talk about it. Um, and that was the theme was in all things. And at some point in all things, there is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew we had to address that in different ways with the young people who attended the youth gathering, as well as the adults that came. So you have a, a study on that. And how would you say, um, how does suffering play into that theology of life and how are they interconnected when you start to explain that? So, as you mentioned, in all things, there's suffering in life. Mm-hmm. So what is the function of suffering to the Christian? And ultimately it is something that drives you back to Christ, mm-hmm. drives you back to the source and the sustenance of your faith. Where do you run to in a storm? You run to shelter and refuge. We run to God who is our refuge, mm-hmm. a very present help in trouble. Mm-hmm. So. Then also going from what suffering does in your faith life, but then also this understanding that as Christians, we are called to love one another, bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. So if you see someone suffering, you meet them where you are, where they are. You don't leave them there, <laughs> but you definitely confront it. You say, yes, this is happening. And it's mm-hmm. very bad. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. It's because of the sinful world. Sins in the world, we are sinful, everything's broken. Yes, that's happening and it's very real. Take heart, Christ has overcome Mm -hmm. every struggle, trial, tribulation in this world. Come receive the gifts he has for you. Mm -hmm. So suffering is an integral part. We have a theology of the cross. We have this understanding that like suffering 
is not good in the sense that oh I enjoy this but <laughs> give me more give me more suffering right. yeah. <laughs> but suffering is the thing that reminds you and convicts mm-hmm. you I am sinful I live in a sinful world I cannot help myself Christ can and mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. and he continues to uphold us and so suffering drives us back to Christ mm-hmm. so it's And then from there, we go out into the world and say, hey, I've got this great thing I want to tell you about. And while it doesn't make the suffering go away, you have hope stronger than the suffering that you're experiencing now. Yeah, there's some approaches to suffering where it's it, about overcoming the suffering or, mm-hmm. you know, triumph over the suffering is, is the key, um, or, you know, even believed to be the, the whole point of the Christian life. But um, that that's not true, right? Um, Christ... Um, overcame the the world and, and he has won the battle but our world is still broken there's suffering that is still going to exist we're all brought into you know created into a, a, a world of, full of suffering so we get to um, understand and interpret the suffering that we see around us that we experience ourselves in our bodies in our um, uh, health um, in, in relationships but in, you know interpreting it through our our identity as Christians, as um, those whom Christ has has redeemed and the, whom He loves. I mean, He He loves us through the suffering. Mm-hmm. He pours out the um, richness of His gifts as we're in the midst of suffering, and He's present with us in the suffering. And that is so easy to um, to overlook, to not um, you know feel, and and so to be reminded of that over and over again is is really very important. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, took on suffering. I mean, he suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole life was, was about suffering and, and bearing burdens. And he continues to bear those burdens with us. And he gives us one another mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. this, this great um, body of believers that we have to bear burdens with one another and bear suffering um, no matter what causes it. But, um, you know, sadly, we're, we're going to experience it all throughout life. And so we, we help you know, with this um study this with youth and and develop resiliency so we're not surprised by suffering that that we're prepared for it yeah i think that's part of it's like it's not the not if but when exactly and and if it's not you it's gonna be someone you know and that you're gonna be able to be that light of christ for them through that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that ability to to be resilient in that identity in christ as we talk about and maybe the seven practices really does make that young person distinct i think sometimes from their peers who Mm -hmm. don't have that Mm -hmm. faith um when you're walking through suffering and you're handling it you're taking it in through a filter of christ when you're um Mm -hmm. have that supportive community around you um i think that for their peers they're kind of going wow okay that's different Mm -hmm. they notice it oh Mm -hmm. look at wow how is it that you deal with all that Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, and I think maybe even tied to that, like uh, I think young people sometimes have a real struggle with talking about life issues with their friends, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going out and um, and and talking about why why do I handle uh, struggle differently, or even why do I think about or talk about life issues differently than what other people might see and hear um, in our culture from their peers. Uh, what are some of the biggest struggles you think teens have when it comes to sharing their faith around issues of life with their friends? I think for many teens, I was quite recently a teen, so I remember <laughs> Most this. recently in this room, for sure. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> it is like, you know, there's the whole, what are they going to say about me? I want my friends to like me. I don't want to chase them off. And that's like judgy. This, yes, very. Oh, especially high school girls. 
it's rough. <laughs> um, but that's kind of at the surface level. But then it's this other thing of like, this is many life issues are very personal and very sensitive, especially when you touch on topics like abortion or suicide or stuff like that. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. And for many teens, they don't know how to be that emotionally vulnerable and they don't if that if that's the reaction they have it's very awkward then there's the other reaction of how dare you tell me what i should do mm -hmm. with me because mm -hmm. i don't want to and that's kind of the message we get from culture is you yourself mm -hmm. in yourself are the determiner of truth and so for young people who are still figuring out who they are and how they want to interact with the world to kind of be questioned by one of their own mm -hmm. and be told maybe what you believe about life and how you should live it is wrong. It, I mean, your guard goes up and you, you want to argue. And so for someone who's trying to share Christ and trying to gently guide even their fellow Christians, it is it can be very vulnerable. You're publicly saying, I disagree with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And because we all have cell phones and love to talk about other people <laughs> right. very quickly, it becomes this feeling of like, everybody could be against me if I say anything. And it's it can just, it to the point where a young person might just fall silent because it's not worth, mm -hmm. quote, uh, not worth the emotional and personal pain I might mm -hmm. suffer because mm -hmm. of the things that I say. Mm -hmm. I think God, you know, creates us all so uniquely and individually and in comparison becomes a real thing, right? You look at someone like, oh, they're so brave. They're willing to talk about it, but you know, I'm more introverted and so it's not as comfortable for me. So there, there's some of that, that, that goes on that the struggles of, if, you know, as they look at the people around them and compare themselves to others um, and think, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one out there, right? Like, you know, proclaiming this, um, you know, what people ought to do or ought not to do, you know, so for each youth, it's kind of figuring out their own, mm -hmm. um, their own gifts, their own abilities, um, when it comes to sharing the faith and how do they do that, you know, within their perspective and, and the gifts that God has given them and not trying to be someone else. Um, and, and, you know, even being able to articulate the faith, it, 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 it's tricky. I mean, we talk about, you know, uh, the, the personal witness that we each have and, um, you know, how we're emboldened to do that and share the faith. It's uh, probably easiest those that you are closest to, those right around you. And uh, coincidentally, God just happened to put them around mm -hmm. you so that you can um, interact with them and care for them and love them. But yeah, there's there's a lot, like as Emma described, that, that um, can be challenging about sharing your faith around life issues. But you know, thanks be to God that He gives us the Holy Spirit working in us. Yeah. Um, that that's part of part of the gospel, right? The, the Holy Spirit works in us, um, strengthening us. That's that's where um, being um, receiving God's word, being in church, and receiving the sacraments. I mean, all of that strengthens us to live out this life of faith and to share our faith with with the people around us. Absolutely, Emma. You talked about some of those reactions that come when maybe we talk about those life issues and one of those uh, that you talk about in your study about, someone might say, it's okay to believe what I believe as long as it's not hurting anybody else. And you get into that and talk about why what we believe about life makes that statement untrue. And how might we help young people break down this message they might hear from friends, from people they really care about, people that they wanna share Christ with. Um, and how does our understanding 
as Christians make our belief different than that statement? Yeah, so when I was uh, in the study, I juxtaposed this to Martin Luther's explanation of you shall not murder, which is, but help him and ev- mm-hmm. in every bodily mm-hmm. need, help right. your neighbor. The understanding of what love is in our society is just mm-hmm. letting people be happy, mm-hmm. letting them do what they want. And Christians understand love as I need, I, I'm here to look out for you. I'm here to keep you out of danger, mm-hmm. even from yourself, mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. from yourself. So the I, teens here, it's okay, I'm not hurting anybody. That's not true. You're hurting yourself, Mm -hmm. which is not great. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, especially within the Christian perspective, we're the body of Christ. We've been made into his body through baptism. So if something hurts one part of the body, like if you stub your toe, your whole body knows it. Mm -hmm. You you fall over crippled in pain, Mm -hmm. say some words. It's not great. (laughs) So teaching young people you have a responsibility for one another, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. It is a joyous thing. We share one another's burdens, but we also share one another's glories mm-hmm. and victories. Mm-hmm. And it's, we feel it together. We're all a family. And so really it, it's a different way of thinking, especially if you're taught, if you're catechized by the world, the idea that, well, I can do it because I'm not hurting anyone as opposed to, I'm going to help you not do this because it's hurting you and it's hurting your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Loving your neighbor is really keeping them out of trouble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's complicated, it's hard, and it also really requires this understanding that the world is more than what I think. Mm -hmm. The world is these people around me and through the Holy Spirit, we learn to love the people around us. According to our sinful nature, we don't care about them. We're out for number one, but through baptism, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we see every person as someone God created individually. Mm -hmm. Like God didn't say, I'm just gonna make like 20 people. He Mm -hmm. said, no, I'm gonna make each one of them Mm -hmm. and I love them, and so we love people as God does. Mm-hmm. 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 That's such a beautiful place to start that conversation too, with, with anyone they run into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. I, I appreciate, I, you know, and I hope people use the study in part because you do a great job of of giving them some filters and some starting places to break down some of those messages, right? That they are going to hear from other places and uh, ways that that sound like they could be close (laughs) right sound like they're not that wrong and then for you to be able to hear like this is why when we look at that as christians we see that differently right um i think that's going to start some really hopefully we'll start some really great conversations um in youth groups all over (laughs) just talking about like hey what is some of those messages around struggle around it's you know uh, if, um, if I'm not hurting anyone but myself, how does that, mm-hmm. why does that matter? Um, those kinds of things. So we you know, appreciated how you handled that in the study and, and hopefully people will, will use that. Uh, we know we have that resource, we have other resources, but uh, maybe just Tiffany to hear a little bit from you on, uh, are there some other resources on life issues that youth leaders can access that you might point them towards? 
Sure. Well, certainly on um, the LCMS Youth Ministry eSource, there's more than this study series. There's um, devotions that are that are there on on life issues. You could, you know, there's a certain topic that you know the search function works great on the eSource, um, but then uh, you know pro life uh, topics in general, you could mm-hmm. put that into the to the search on, on the youth eSource. Um, we also have things on our resource um, site for LCMS Life Ministry, which is a pretty easy. Uh, site to access you just put in lcmslife.org that's all together lcmslife.org there's uh, videos there um, you know publications bible studies devotions um, all kinds of things I mean like hundreds and hundreds of things specifically um, on life uh, topics and and issues on lcmslife.org we've got a podcast uh, friends for life that's a couple times a month taking up um, different topics a whole comprehensive you know view of of life we, we have great LCMS recognized service organizations mm-hmm. who, are, who are doing a lot of work and providing a lot of resources um, around life topics. Um, there's there's even um, Y for Life groups being facilitated by Lutherans for Life, which mm-hmm. is a recognized service organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, that we recommend that, you know, your uh, school, your youth ministry could, could um, develop a Y for Life group. Um, and, you know, coming up pretty soon in, in life ministry um, from Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, we have a conference. It's going to be um, live and at, at in person in St. Louis, March 2nd and 3rd. But the, the beauty of it is it's a hybrid conference. So there's 60 days following those live stream days where all of the conference sessions are going to be available. And um, we're doing some special things with the life conference for students, for youth. And we're offering a discount code so that there's free um, virtual participation for youth and students. Students um, and, and that discount code is uh, Life Ministry 2023. So just like all together, Life Ministry 2023. Um, or you could even you know email us, and um, the email address is also really easy to remember because it's just Life Ministry <laughs> at lcms.org. Is, is there Perfect. like a theme here, right? right? Like yeah, life, I like it. LCMS. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, that's what we talked about youth ministry. That's right. Yeah, so all I, that is the LCMS So we can get you the the link um, there. You can find it on lcms.org, but you know, or email us for for any specific suggestions. Um, but I, I think the Life Conference will be great because a lot of the things that um, people are thinking about. And, and again, this comprehensive understanding of, of life and how God um, brings value to every human life is is, is going to be the, the conference coming up in, in, in March. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I really appreciate uh, Emma and Tiffany coming in and giving us some, some ways to think about life issues and theology of life with mm-hmm. our youth ministry. Uh, and, and as they sort of talked about it, we recognize that that a lot of the pieces of this can be really personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't, I think Emma said this, we can't really assume we know where mm-hmm. young people mm-hmm. are at, what maybe experiences they've had or what messages they've been hearing mm-hmm. in culture. And so to be able to come in and set some groundwork, we really feel like uh, is valuable because it helps us to have some of those harder, more detailed conversations about particular issues um, without starting out in a spot where right. we're or hurting without intending to. Well, we talked about this in other contexts about, you know, listening well, asking good questions. I mean, I think it was coming up, you know, we had the youth gathering literally weeks after the Dobbs case, you know, that was yeah. specifically about abortion, but of course it created a lot of conversations, whether we had speakers on that or just what was kind of in the air at that time. And so to take that time to listen well, 
Um, and again, to be able to understand that and, and under, try, to, try to get people to a foundation, but yet that might take some time to do that. And the blessing that can happen in that when we open up the scriptures and be in relationships with others around those those topics. Yeah, and I just see in our culture, and especially around social media, how divisive these <laughs> right, topics right, can right. be, how, how negative the rhetoric mm-hmm, can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet we have young people who we are hearing say, hey, we want to have these conversations mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. church and I want to know how to talk about this mm-hmm. well. Um, so it's not something that we can just kind of ignore. I love the thing that Emma said about whether it's peer to peer or as we look at our young people too, about we want to have these conversations and that is the way we care for our neighbor. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it might come to that we are protecting them from themselves. And I know I've had people in my life do that for me. And that's a sign of love um, and to be able to have maybe those hard conversations, but also point to truth. Um, and so hopefully, again, as we see the gift of life is God's love for us. Um, and we can see that in all people and how we're able to connect that way and talk about God's love for those who maybe even have differing views for us. Um, and pray for the Holy Spirit to work through our words um, and through God's word um, and certainly those relationships that we're able to make in our culture. Yeah. And we do appreciate that there, you know, uh, Tiffany mentioned a lot of the resources that are available on their website, youthesource.com backslash life is a landing page mm-hmm. has got uh, all of our life issues, uh, conversations and resources mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. um, we'll include links to all of that in the show notes. And so hopefully that will provide you with, again, uh, a vast depth of resources as you prepare for the study. And then as you use it, if your young people have more conversations mm-hmm. that they want to have around that. So some closing questions to consider, how can we help young people listen for deceptive messages in culture that don't align with our theology of life? What are ways we can use the foundation of our theology of life to discuss the trials and joys of life and point others to Jesus in all things. And how can you help youth to feel confident in speaking to peers about issues of life in a Christ-like way? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you help young people to grow in their knowledge of how God loves them and created them. And as you study that theology of life that you may be able to share with them and with all youth around you, how valuable life is to God. Engels Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.